feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. I enjoyed it. I haven't played for a while. You know, it was good to get back out there. I missed that feeling of, of playing. Couldn't turn down a massive club like Celtic. It's possible the final nail in 10 in a row could be hammered home by Rangers at Celtic Park. To me, a stamp is the Morelos incident. Kemar Roof has not done that. In an honest attempt to win the ball. And yes, he's put in a poor challenge and it should have been a red card. The Goal Radio Football Show. With OPC Energy Limited. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Cy Fed. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 08 17 17 700. Let's go! Top team Friday night. The weekend starts here. Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry, Paul Cooney, and your calls 0808 17 17 700. And it's hotting up tonight because Kmar Roof and Rangers have been given a notice of complaint after that tackle the other evening. A tackle which Barry, Cy, and everyone on here has said that there was no malice aforethought so why is it now going for a, another notice of complaint they did it with a yeti we'll talk about that in a moment or two mm. but that's the breaking news this afternoon Barry yeah and I, I don't see the reason why they've, they've had to put the notice of complaint in I watched the game look it was a, a sending off it was a red yeah. card but there was no intent whatsoever from Kmar Roof to go and hurt uh, Davidson what he's, what he's tried to do is he's tried to, when he's took a bad touch, the balls went back the way and he's tried to get his body in front of the, the ball and he's misjudged it, plain and simple. And unfortunately, um, Murray Davison has been there and he's come down on his kind of shin, ankle, whatever you want to say. But I don't understand it. I, I'll be honest with you, there's there's far too much going on with this um, these notice of complaints. I, I, I says in my column today, I firmly believe. Look, it's a difficult job with the. I think it's three on the. Um, on the panel. On the yep. panel. Yep. Um, and I think they need a bit of help. I think it would be um, interesting to see if they would take the advice of ex-professionals who I'm sure would want to help because we all want the game to be better. We we, we want the we want decisions to be made uh, correctly. And I think over the last couple of weeks. There's some decisions that have baffled me, if I'm being honest. Mm. Si, where do you stand on it? You were saying it as well. You think that... Do you agree with Barry today in the record? He's saying that ex-professionals who've played the game should be involved in this process on the panel. Yeah, it was my point on Friday. Fergie took it and put it in his column. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to start actually writing the column for him as well. Uh, <laughs> no, but, like he says, you, you know, if you've played the game, you can see exactly what Kamar Roof's doing. Listen, I'm... I'm, uh, I'm one that can tell you that when you take a bad touch, you know, you're trying to get your body in between man and ball. And, and Murray Davison's deceiving because I've played against him in midfield and you didn't realise how long his legs are. Honestly, and yeah. I really mean it when you're playing Listen, against him. Yeah. Um, so Kamar Roof probably thinks he can get to the ball to plant his foot before Murray Davison can get there, but his legs are so long that I think his leg just goes underneath Kamar's, Kamar Roof's foot at, at the wrong time and he stamps on his foot. Like Fergie says, for me, it's, it's a red card because he's mistimed it. But it says in the rules that if, if, a, if a booking's been seen and given then, then it stays like that so what's the point in having rules hmm. Paul look at the reaction uh, that, that's the biggest thing it tells me when I'm watching games I've been involved in games watch the reaction of the players round about yeah. 
And the reaction of the St Johnson players, there's nothing. Yeah. They they know it's he's been a bit late. He's misjudged it. And they would pile in, wouldn't they? Immediately they, if they well, felt. Say, I'll tell yeah. you, he's still playing the game. When a a, a vicious tackle goes yeah. in, you're right away. Yeah. You're on whoever's done the tackle. You're on to the referee. But you look back in that game against St Johnson and the St Johnson players. For me, realise he's, he's taking a bad touch. He's mis mis uh, judged it. Um, but there is no. Intent whatsoever. It's a striker's tackle, isn't it? Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, and, and do you know what? Yeah. As I said, he's took a bad touch. He's just trying to um, get the ball back. He's trying to get his body in between the ball and the man. And clearly, he's misjudged it, which he, he has done. He's went over the top. He has um, went down on Murray Davison. Um, but again, I'll say it. There's no intent whatsoever to try and hurt a player there. So, but Barry, like Fez, yeah. sorry, but like Fergie saying, that some of the decisions are are baffling. I know. We're going to come to more of them in a yeah, second okay. or two. And you mentioned that last Friday. It was Sai, wasn't it? Who said it first of all? So Barry, would you go on the panel then, as an ex-pro playing at the top? Would you go on if it's a case like this? They should ask an ex-pro of standing to give an opinion because you say Paul, as you as you feel it. Well, I'm sure if you asked 99.9% of ex-players, they would go and help because we want to want to make the game better. Yeah. If they ask me. No, not a problem and that's 30 uh, penalties a season at Rangers still, <laughs> yeah. but that's but the I'm point just gonna, I was just <laughs> going to come on to that and he's made that point yeah. I've said what's happened with, with yeah. Celtic players and you've um, so, a Yeti for example should it be it's a soft penalty but it's a penalty there's contact for the goalkeeper yeah. Doyle Scott Brown see with the it, Yeti one so sorry see with the Yeti one yeah. this is because you, you know I'm an idiot so explain it oh, right. you're not. <laughs> if you if you get if you, if you get done for diving in a game you get booked mm. So why is he getting a two game ban? Good point. Yep. What what I don't know what's the sense in that? Mm-hmm. Because the referees well it's no mistake cause I agree I think it's a penalty as well. Sure. And there's two points there. one barrier is that you call it as you see it and you you know Ayeti went down there was some contact from the goalkeeper. Therefore it's a penalty. Yeah, but Ayeti is going away for the goal I get it but he knows the goalkeeper's coming. Yeah. He starts to go down slightly. And the goalkeeper at the end touches the back of his heel, I think it is. But there's there's contact, it's a penalty. It's soft, but it's a penalty. Scott Brown incident, I know what it's like when, when who you're playing against has got a throw in, the guy's behind you in the blind side, he's trying to make movement to try and get on the ball. He makes a move to Scott Brown's right-hand side, and all Scott Brown's doing is putting his hand out, mm. which uh, you're coached to do yeah. as a young kid. I was coached that at 12 years old. dips his head as well, Fergie. But again, I'll go back to it. Tishbola, Kamarnock players, no reaction, no reaction. whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. But see, even on the Yeti one, right? I then watched the Motherwell Dundee United game after mm-hmm. it, and Dundee United players done similar. Bit of contact in the box went down. So because the ref doesn't give up, why doesn't that get looked at? Why is it the only? Do you know what I mean? That's the sort of things that we need to know here. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. As I say, if you get if you get um, a foul against you for diving, you'll get booked. A Yeti's got a two-game ban. It just. It's like the hot topic, isn't it? Suddenly, the panel with three, I think it's three that's on the panel. Ex-referees. I'm not saying they don't know what they're doing, right? They've clearly been involved in the game a long time. They've they've refereed X amount of games. But I do think it would help an extra set of eyes or even a couple of extra set of eyes. Ex-players who have actually been in the situation and know... What happens when if somebody takes a bad touch, if a player's running into the box and the goalkeeper's coming and whatever. I do think it will help. And I think it would be it'd be good for the game as well. Even right. somebody like Stephen Cragen for me. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I know the meetings will probably last for about three years with, with Craig's because he talks <laughs> quite a bit. But in terms of talks a lot of good sense, uh, exactly. He gave like, away a few game, penalties as well. As well exactly, he knows the situations. Yeah. I think he talks well on good point. on on situations that happen in games. He's no he's not got a, a like on either side. I think somebody like Stephen Craig would be really good at that job. Yeah. That's a good point. But, but see and, that about like you've got an affiliation with with one uh, club. Yeah. You've got to be honest, but you know that you know that that will then get you'll get accused yep. of that yet. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Of course. Let's hear what Stephen Gerrard had to say about it this afternoon when he faced the media. He was asked about the uh, the roof situation. I haven't had time because the notice of complaint came through ten minutes ago, uh, which is quite frustrating because we've had two sessions uh, to prepare for Hamilton, and he's been heavily involved in in both sessions. In terms of having to think, in terms to decide what we're going to do as a club, we'll do that in in, in due course. In terms of the tackle, you know, I, I haven't really thought that much of it because I thought the referee dealt with it. He was five yards away and he's obviously seen the incident and, and gave a yellow card. Um, we've got till Monday, the end of play, to decide what to do. We'll take our time and, and decide what to do from there. So, so that's Stephen Gerrard this afternoon uh, about it. Rangers playing at Hamilton on Sunday. Celtic tomorrow at three against Motherwell. Hibs against Aberdeen. Livingston against St Johnson. Ross County, Dundee United and St Mirren against Kilmarnock. That's the thing, Si. There's so much you know, good in the game, so many good games on at the moment, but we're getting distracted over this. If it was malicious intent, then you could understand it, but it's not there. No, and it's taken, as you say, it's taken the focus away from football. Yeah. I just think Barry's idea is spot on. Well, my idea, mm. but we should call it Barry's. Yeah. No, both of us. But getting an ex-player in, the and, the, and yep. then and then you can start. To, but the thing is, as well, you don't know who's on this panel. Mm. You know, they didn't really come out and tell you the reasons for it. As in the Darren McGregor one, if they came out and said Glenn Kamara's leg was lifted a bit, that's why we didn't deem it as a red card. Ryan Porteous' leg was planted, that's why it's a red card. But you didn't get any explanation. It's basically mm. this is the decision. Get on with. Like Stephen Gerrard says, the, the fact that it's taken two days. For them to be notified, you know, the next day you should be told we're going to look into this. So prepare without Kamar Roof just in case. You know that these sort of things go a massive way with, with managers and players. You can't be too annoyed about Barry uh, taking it for his column today because you've brought him a birthday present as well as a bottle for him. You have a good birthday, Barry. We've not seen you since Tuesday. Yeah, but size got something there—a jersey for you. Yeah, he's yeah. got a jersey, and he says, uh, um, "I'm not going to put it up. I will. I will put huh? it up in the wall. I'll Let, get it framed. Let's see it, the dark blue." Dundee. Dundee Yep, it's yep. A Dundee I'll not put the front I'll put the, the back at Ferry 11 Do you know what uh, yeah. I was bringing it in So that he could polish his medals with. Ah. <laughs> well, well sorry The butler could polish the medals with. And let's, In fact let's give the butler His proper name Bob could polish the medals <laughs> No I'll definitely put it up But nice um, a nice touch me. Three yeah. days late right enough But listen <laughs> Later than Kamara Roof's tackle But uh, I also got him a bottle of Buckfast as well oh, Do you know why? Because huh? he's turned into the nation's sweetheart now, right? Everyone mm. loves him. I mm. want him to go back to the old Barry. Is that right? I yeah. want him clean shaven <laughs> right. so we could see the chib marks. <laughs> I want his old Berger's jacket back on and him walking about here with a staffy dog. <laughs> Let's get the old Fergie back. <laughs> Here's Derek, a Rangers fan, coming on the line. Hi, Derek. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, Paul. Good evening. Uh, I totally disagree with you. I think it was a straight red card as much as I don't like to admit it. If you watch your player's reaction when the referee walked towards him, the player was walking away if he was expecting a red card. No, we said it was a we we agree it's a red card. Oh, I thought you said it wasn't a red card. No, who, who are you talking about? Came out roof? Yes. Yeah, I, I says it's a straight red card. All oh, right, right. Sorry, I thought you said it wasn't a red card. Sorry, Barry. No, Barry said it's a red, but you thought that he didn't go in with intent. No, he, there, was, was, there yeah. was no intent, clearly no intent from Kemar Roof to, to hurt Murray Davison. I think it was a bad touch. He's just miss, missed time to try and get his body in between the ball and the man. And um, disappointingly for, 
for Murray Davison he's been in the wrong place at the wrong time and hopefully his injury is not going to be, be serious I don't think it is going to be serious but no definitely definitely for me it was a red card there's no doubt in my mind about that and even Murray Davison you know he's had a few of them on other players haven't played against Murray Davison he does that to you so I think he understood that it probably was a missed and you didn't see Murray Davidson rolling about and shouting so I agree you go on the reaction of the, of the player I think this is what baffles people as well though you're saying it should have been the red card most people would agree so why are we hitting with a, a notice of intent what's the point it's happened there was the yellow card let's move on there's too many of these let's remember it's difficult for the referees they've got a split second we've got the beauty of watching replays on the TV we can go and watch it three, four, five, six times did you see it right away as a yeah it did it look, yeah. I mean I didn't. It, it, yeah. it did look yeah. over the top right. if I'm being honest with you but until I watched it two mm. or three times then I thought to myself it, it, it is so um, see on that third the ref's seen it and doesn't it he's seen I, come I, I don't think he's it. sure so you, you just think he's not seen him going yeah. over the ball yet yeah. that's why he's gave the so yell. the question is then should we have VAR do we need VAR now in Scotland they talked about it just before Covid Derek what do you think do you think Scottish football can afford it, but Paul? Probably and not. How many, uh, yep. Barry's offered to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well exactly Loads of people don't like it Personally I don't really like it I, I don't yeah. like it either I mean See what worries me is When it takes 3-4 minutes mm. To go no. and make a decision um, I, I'm not keen on it mm-hmm. But refs want it I've been speaking to refs You know I speak to Bobby Madden quite a bit Bobby probably wants it because he makes so many mistakes. No, I'm only joking. But the, I think the refs need help, you know, because it's them. Ultimately, it's them that get criticised. Uh, they need help, and if, if that's going to help them, I think it's. I think it does. I think VAR would benefit. They, they've got the toughest job. Job yet. I do feel for them that, mm-hmm. that it's a tough. Um, that, as I said, they've got seconds to make a decision. Um, if they they can't get help from the the. The officials round about the pitch. It's a tough one for them. They do need a bit of help, but I think. As Derek just mentioned there, it's the money that VAR costs, Paul. Uh, I think it would be impossible for yeah. it to come up here. But very, sorry to interrupt, John, you go, mate. Oh, no, and you've but even with, like, this, whole, this whole thing kills referees as well. So Kevin Clancy's made his decision, the linesman's made his decision that it's a penalty. When you look at it, there is contact, but this board and panel now make Kevin Clancy look like he's made a mistake, when yeah. for me he's not made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Good so point. I th- who's pick- and, and another thing for me, who's picking the incidents that happen? Because there's so many because right around the country. It seems only Celtic and Rangers that get pulled uh-huh. up in front of this. Yeah. Would I be right in saying that? Or do other teams, have they been brought up in front well, of that? I think if you look back on it, I think the vast majority would be the old firm mm-hmm. uh, teams are, are always um, put up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even on the flip side, so if Ayeti's booked for that, Alan Power for me is a penalty on Edward. Why does that not get looked back on and he's booked for that? He gets a booking on his record. Yep, good point. Do you know what I mean? It's these yep. sort of things that baffle me. Here's Robert, a Rangers fan on the line, I think on a similar topic. Robert, good evening. Yes, hello, good evening guys Cheers uh, There's one point that's been missed in that game We're talking about the Kemar Roof What about the challenge on Aribo When the guy was booked And he actually the Aribo isn't a kind of man that gets up and starts He got up and he was going to go for the guy Because he kicked him While he was down Now that wasn't brought up either Yes, the player got booked But I'm listening to what you're saying About uh, consistency here so it's one for one and yeah, one for Robert, another. Robert, listen, I, I've been saying now for a, a number of weeks the, there's no consistency whatsoever in the, the decisions that are getting made and the notices a, a complaint. I totally get where you're coming from, but if you're going to look at a game in a whole, you, you could end up with eight, ten complaints <laughs> yeah, during a game. Yeah. That That's the only issue I've got with that one. And I, listen, I remember that tackle on Aribo. It was, um, for me, it's a booking. 
there's nothing much more than that but I do get where you're coming from other people might see differently but I get with your um, I get your point totally on if we're going to be like this I mean you could end up with it's 20 it, complaints yeah, my, my point again with Dundee United three players I think it was McNulty, Shanklin and somebody else go over in the box with minimal contact mm. that, that's Dundee United with three three players suspended for two games mm. But so so why Celtic and Rangers looked at and Dundee United in the, in the exact same incidents good point yep. exactly say exactly Robert, exactly. you must be happy otherwise though with things. The the football itself. Should we get back to talking uh, about the actual uh, football? Robert, yeah. I was yeah. going to ask you, what do you think about Kemar Roofs? I, I think that uh, he he's one of these kind of guys who doesn't react. He, obviously, you've seen he's been tackled quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And every player gets tackled, but he doesn't. He retaliates as soon as he gets up because he knows he's been kicked when he was down. Oh, he's talking about Rebo again. No, he's talking no, about Robert. Kemar Roof. Kemar Roof. Oh, Kemar Roof one. Uh, I think a booking No Robert come on That's a red card I think a booking Because uh, As you see his reaction When he gets up He's kind of Well I know I've made a mistake But I don't think There was any intent Oh, There there was definitely No intent From Ruth But when you slow it down It does look Bad There is no doubt There is uh, It is a bad tackle on, On Davison But Again, I agree with you. He's got a notice of complaint today. For me, there's no intent to go and hurt, hurt a player. He's just took a bad touch. He's tried to get the ball back under control. He's been over the top to try and protect it, as we said. And unfortunately, Murray Davison's um, landed a sore one. So will Rangers accept it? Or do you think they will uh, challenge it on Monday? I think they'll accept it. think so? Yeah, yeah I think by the laws of the game, uh, yeah. I'm going over the ball. But then you worry you've got with that if you go and challenge it. Mm. It'll be three. three It'll games. be three uh-huh. games. Yeah, and Neil Lennon speaking about the Ayeti situation. Yes, I would imagine we would. Yeah, absolutely. It's a penalty. He's had contact to the back of his foot, ankle. Keeper's made contact. He's gone down. Referee's given a penalty. I don't see any simulation. Simulation is when there's no contact. Obvious contact there. You can see that quite clearly. So I don't understand why these charges have been brought up against Albion. It's um, we don't we don't agree with it at all. So yes, we will be appealing, of course. So we'll discuss that next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Thanks to Chris for keeping us up to date with the travel all week here in the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. How's the fitness, side? How's can it going? Can yeah, I just ask sure. See yeah. the traffic? Yeah. How come you never get any scheme traffic? You saw just the posh Bears Den and Renfrew and... No, he was going a bit from Chapel the oh, last few right? days okay. as well. Right across Glasgow and the West, wherever it is. Because yeah. I live in the sun, I, know, I live in the scheme, so I need to know about the traffic, yeah. do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> He's just letting you to know if you've got a clear <laughs> drive for <laughs> <home> or not. <laughs> that could only be Cy Ferry. Not on the podcast for his own one tonight. He's on the Go Radio Football Show. How's the fitness, Cy? Because obviously, Peterhead, no games at the moment. Do you think any word about when the teams will be back? we got to be, um, we got to be text through the day asking if we'd be comfortable going back without testing so I think the majority this was I think that was League 1 and League 2 that and was what asked do you think would yeah you? I said I would yeah. go back without testing right. you know we, I try and stick to the rules as best I can I yeah. trust that my other players on my team do we've not had many instances where, where boys have missed games so I'd be happy to go back and play because we're desperate to get the, the season finished that would be brilliant Barry but, any words no nothing no. nothing I'm, I'm surprised that size just said that there. Um, I was actually told that, not to tell him sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously yeah. they're, they're thinking about League 1 and one and two. Um, we've had no incline when we're going back. Um, but we listen. See for the start when we started back up. Um, we weren't testing anyway. And as as I've mentioned previously, we only had uh, two cases mm. um, that were were positive mm. over a five month period. So we tried to do everything as best as possible. Um, 
we took temperature checks. Uh, temperature checks. Sorry, we done all the sanitising. We stuck to everything as best as we could, and and as I said, only two positive tests over five months. I think is pretty decent. It's Imagine amazing. his temperature after the defeat. I'd love somebody to take that. <laughs> it definitely would go through the roof. Oh. Wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you got a drone for his birthday as well. I get, uh, yeah, I was going yeah, to say. Yeah, I got say. a drone. Yep, a drone. we're going to fly wow. over your baseball. Uh, <laughs> see what you get <laughs> over the, the the postage stamp. Well, but it's good for the estate. Then it's just to make sure everything's no, okay. Do, do you know what? It's, uh, it was just out the box. I I never asked for it. Yep. Um, but when I got it, I was absolute buzzing. So I'm just getting used the to drone. it. Drone. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'll fly it over. You're but excellent. What does he get up to? We'll see him doing the gay gardens in his front room. Is that what you do on a Friday night? As long as you don't drone on you two here on the on the Go Radio Football Show, then remember we're on tomorrow afternoon two till six. The new sound of Saturday afternoon in Scotland is the Go Radio Football Show. Yep for tomorrow. Yep, looking two. forward to it. I really enjoyed yeah. it last Saturday. Mm. I thought it flew in. If I'm I'm being honest, um, really oh, enjoyed it. <laughs> I really enjoyed it um, Good watching the game Seeing the results Talking about Every single club In the Premier League And, and a bit of the Championship So really enjoyed it Last week And a decent car tomorrow St Mirren Kilmarnock Ross County Dundee United Livy All conquering Livy Against St Johnson Hibs against Aberdeen Who's going to be third It's a cracker That's um, Obviously that? Aberdeen Have had a few Tough results It's a great um, shout yep. for you Livingston mm-hmm. How can we fancy them? Because when I watched the home game, Living- uh, Aberdeen were probably better, I thought, than Livingston. Yeah, How come I, you thought Livingston away? I, I just think defensively, Livingston are absolute solid. rock solid. Mm-hmm. I think they enjoy defending. Yeah. And as you know, defending's an art for me. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's clearly that David Martindale works really hard in training. Um, but the first 45 minutes, they absolute dominated the game. They deserved to be 2 0 up. Aberdeen obviously came out in the second half and put a bit of pressure, but they, they, they sucked it up. Livingston and again they deserved the three points and what a run 14 oh, games phenomenal and that's something that yeah. Aberdeen are not doing well is defending just now you know you could play the nice football as, you, as much as you want but if you can't defend in the box then you're going to lose games of football and, and Aberdeen need to get back to doing that because that's what they've built their success on the past few years yep and he's lost Hedges, Hedges. Hedges. Yeah, that's the he's today. the best player for me yep and obviously Scott Wright's away to Aberdeen so Derek's going to be thin I know he brought three forwards in yeah. uh, Camberia I know he wasn't involved during the week um, but he's Callum going to Hendry yep and is it who's Hornby, it Hornby, Hornby. Well the young yep. under 21 uh, Scottish internationalist so he's got decent firepower but they need to get back to winning ways soon yeah. Aberdeen the other game tomorrow Celtic against Motherwell at three huge game for both 23 points in it though the league is all but done but it's going to be the 21st of March if Celtic win their games and Rangers win their games high noon we'll be on that Sunday afternoon Celtic against Rangers at Celtic Park. Sadly, no fans, though. That's the thing. A Celtic fan is on the line, though. Terry in Rutherglen has called in. Hi, Terry. Hello, how are you doing? Yeah, hi, good, Terry. thank you. Hi, Paul. Hi, Si. Hi, Barry. Good, how are you doing? Uh, my point is about, uh, obviously, Celtic are going to be changing, well, we think, manager in the summer and changing up the kind of football inside of things, uh, there's talk here, kind of director of football and that coming in, like there's a man called Ralph Ragnick getting kind of touted. I heard that on the Stacey podcast. But, uh, but I don't know if you've heard anything about directors of football coming in at Celtic. I mean, obviously I'm old enough to remember the Jock Brown kind of era. And then we got our finger bumped there, but I don't know if it would if it would work now. Or That's right. When you didn't trade, you didn't sell players. You traded the Canio. Is that right? Oh, remember I remember that. We got a right belt on Reggie Blinker, didn't <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. just raging that he listens to any other podcasts. Uh, oh, apart uh, from yours, so I'm not answering your question. So there has been speculation that there is going to be a director of football, but 
the big question is who is going to be the manager because is that can not I, still... can I something why do you need a director of football exactly the see central... if you get a manager in yeah. a proper manager that dictates what happens in the club from top to bottom mm-hmm. why do you need a director of football I, I'm I, I'm with Sai I'll be honest with you a manager has got to decide on what way his teams play who he brings in mm-hmm. um, the personnel he puts out in the pitch and if it doesn't go well it lies with a manager mm. Stephen Gerrard has one though but it's a different, yeah, different but scenario ask me like that's as a director of football type thing mm. um, but he's got the final say on whether yeah. he's wanting to go and sign that player look a, a director of football is fine if he goes and he comes with a list say you're, you're looking for a central midfielder and uh, you tell him you describe to him what type you want like a, a runner or whatever somebody who's physical he'll go and get five players bring them to you and then you'll make a decision on right I want you to go and get him and he'll go and then try and get the deal I think that's the best way it works so the um, Rangers have a director of football and a head of recruitment or is it the same thing? No, it's similar I think basically a director of football is a head of recruitment isn't it? yeah but it's, yeah. it's similar so it's just different but it should be built around the manager because we, we say it all the time so Stephen Gerrard he's in charge at Rangers yeah of football matters yeah, and that, he, he's yeah. got the final decision for me on yeah. who he wants to bring in Brendan Rodgers had it at Celtic Martin O'Neill had it and do you think that Alec Ferguson had the director of football <laughs> who told him what to do surely you've got to get the right manager and that's the person at the heart of the football well, well for me the manager yeah. if things are going well the manager gets a pat in the back if the th- things are going badly mm-hmm. the manager's to blame and I think if you ask managers they would rather it, it was like that yeah, but then you listen to this VS Boas at big clubs at Marseille, and he's he makes sure to him that he's not signing players because he's not happy when Cham coming in. So it does happen at top clubs as well because you're Klopp as well saying I need a centre half, but it's not me that picks the centre halves. So I find that baffling why a guy like mm. Jurgen Klopp has got a certain style of play that he lets somebody else choose the guy that's going to come in his team. What happens if he comes in and he doesn't fit your style of play? And you said that about Celtic at the start of this season. You didn't think that the players would they fit in with the system that he was playing last year. I know he changed it. Yeah. But you've got to play the system that the manager wants. 100%. Like I said, Celtic finished the season. I think he only lost one game for January playing yeah. in a 3-5-2 and the mm-hmm. first signing was Mohamed El Yunusi who hadn't played a lot of a football within that six months. That that sort of thing makes me think, well, is Lenny picked El Yunusi to come and play here? I can I ask you both a question? Mm-hmm. What's happening at Celtic? Is Neil Lennon staying well, on? That's what... Well, I... I wouldn't be surprised if he's still the manager, Paul, if I'm being honest with you. For next season? Yep. But again, That's my uh, honest opinion. Yeah. I, I'm no doing that to, to try and um, annoy Celtic supporters. I, I, I really, if you listen to Neil Lennon in terms of everybody knows and the Celtic fans knows, no, sorry, that there's going to be a full rebuild. And I heard Neil Lennon saying that he's looking forward to that mm. full rebuild. So that tells me that there's maybe a chance that Neil Lennon is the one that's going to carry on. Sai uh, Again I was telling you off air That my mate Who's usually Thick as mince Made a good point today And saying The Celtic board Can't get rid of Neil Lennon Just now Because if a new guy Comes in He makes a great start Straight away They end up finishing Closer to Rangers Supporters will then say Well why did we not Bring this guy in December So I think Neil Lennon Will be there Until the league's over Beyond that I just don't see How it's possible The way the fans Are feeling just now mm-hmm. Um, but again, when you hear Lenny talk, he talks like he's going to be there next year. And if he does, if he is going to be there next year, I think he has to have a massive clearance and get his own type of players in. Terry, sounds as though you expect change, you want change. Would that be true? And if so, who would you go for as manager or, yeah, a top manager to run the whole football department? Uh, well, obviously Eddie Howe's been getting touted as well. It's so gone quiet though, hasn't it? It has gone quiet, but then. Celtic seem to do things in the background and then it just comes out of left field and you don't you don't know who they've been looking at. So I don't really tend to pay attention to all these Twitterattis, etc. 
I will tell you if you are going to get Eddie Howe now, now's the time because his um, his yep. assistant manager got sacked yesterday yeah, for Bournemouth yeah, so right. yeah. don't know if Eddie Howe was maybe waiting for jobs to come until maybe knowing that his assistant was close to to losing his job um, See, this is where I don't get it you've got to start preparing now for next season sure if you bring a new manager in um, Then they may start in June Pre-season starts the end of June Champions League qualifiers July yep. But also Fergie well, See if you get a manager in We've said about how important recruitment is That manager then has to tell you Who he wants for his head recruitment mm. For me That can't be picked by the club If a manager's getting his job He needs to know who's headed That guy might be at another club mm. He's worked with it before And he wants him Celico then need to go and get him Before the, the, the window starts in the summer So that's what the Celtic fans are crying out. They they just want to know what way the club are going forward. They want they, they want it sorted one way or another. But the fact that they've not came out does that make you think that it's going to be Lenin? Why should we it come does, out and that, explain ourselves again? Yeah, that's what I just said a, yeah. a, a couple of minutes ago. That makes me think that maybe Neil Lennon is going to be staying on because they were promised the plan. You know, there would be the update in in January. Obviously, that didn't happen. The update was that the chief exec was leaving, but people want to know what's happening about the manager. And for the manager as well, I mean, last Saturday night, you probably thought that was maybe the end of the road when they lost to St Mirren and his media conference afterwards. But they've bounced back uh, during but, the week. But, but then I, I watched the game. Like everybody would have, have seen yep. it. Um, you guys in here. I thought there was a bit more fire about them. Mm. They, they looked... At Kelly Fergie? Yep. Uh-huh. Aye. Oh, yeah. They looked yep. if they were up for it Then we, we watched the game in the studio And, mm. and Saturday And I'll be honest with you That's the worst I've seen Celtic play yeah. All season mm-hmm. um, But yep. he got a response He made a, um, a few changes And that was more kind of like The Celtic that yep. we've known over the years yeah, 4-0 the other night uh, I haven't mentioned it yet Terry, what do you think uh, for tomorrow? What's your prediction? Celtic Motherwell? Uh, oh, I'd like to think we'll get a win But can I just touch on something Barry was saying about this yep. game? Sure. It was obviously said last week they didn't they lacked a bit of desire and fight, etc. Does he think or Barry, do you think that that players purposely go out and no play or play no. capabilities or are they undermining the manager in that respect? Maybe obviously you've got a bit of experience with obviously the forward win situation and that as well, but yep. things were going on in the background then? No, 100%. A player doesn't go out and and down tools. Listen, you've got to have a bit of self-pride. There's no doubt about it. They're just going through a tough time. When you're not playing well and results are going against you, and Sayo will agree with me here, you start to become heavy-legged. You don't Mm. want the ball. You lack real confidence. I I think it's a confidence thing with them. But listen, they they got a... Neil Lennon got a response uh, on Tuesday night I thought against Kilmarnock I thought they were decent I thought they looked um, more energetic uh, and obviously he, he made a few changes a few big calls yeah. to be fair to him I think that comes for change, the changes mm-hmm. you know I just thought with Kenny much more enthusiasm Brown and Christie actually wanted they've got desire to run about mm. want to get on the ball and then you've got I think Welsh and getting rid of the beat on and Duffy thing's a massive yeah. thing for me known no, no, as a centre yeah. midfielder when you've got two guys behind you that you didn't trust you're worried about getting the ball away I think Fergie you, you've got I'll be honest with you got to give the young boy Welsh credit mm, it's a tough time for that young kid to come in and I, I thought he'd done really well would uh, you give him a run now? Oh, I would definitely. give yeah, that's yeah. the two that I, I think he'll, he'll go away for the rest of the season barn any of them get injured because you know when you lose the ball you've got pace at the back mm. Welsh and Ayer can deal yeah. with 2v2 whereas if it's Beaton and Duffy you're worried as I say you're worried so you're, you're constantly worried if I lose the ball here in this middle of the pitch they're counting on us straight away where if you're a midfielder and you think Duffy and Welsh can deal with that yeah you might maybe try that extra pass or try that harder pass to, to break teams down 
So Terry, before you go, Neil Lennon was asked today then, can they build on the momentum of having beaten Kilmarnock at Rugby Park? Yeah, we keep getting asked that, you know, about building on things. We just have to take it game by game and, you know, just keep looking to improve. And it was a far better performance, you know, in terms of presence on the pitch, body language, work rate, all those things. I didn't get it the weekend. So, yeah, I was very pleased, obviously, with a you know comprehensive win away from home. And um, again, look to take that attitude and demeanour into the game tomorrow. I think Neil Lennon's going to go with people who he thinks he can 100% trust yeah. and he knows he's going to get everything out of them. Mm-hmm. It might not be a, a great team, maybe on paper and people might look off, there's yeah. a few changes here. I think he'll be looking at it now closely and saying, right, do you know what? Guys who are going to run through brick walls for me, that's what's needed. But one thing he must do is play David Turnbull in the number oh. 10. Celtic are a much better team You know when he's playing wide right uh, Sorry the right of the diamond I struggle to see what Celtic's game plan is When he's at the top of the diamond It's can we get Turnbull on the ball Because he picks up such great positions Paul That you need to pass him the ball mm. I think you then get more of Edward You think of the difference between Edward on Saturday Fergie To Kilmarnock well, on Wednesday And seen, it's night and day Because how many times does Turnbull feed him the ball? You seen for the goal yeah. Against Kilmarnock Turnbull in the middle of the park Opens his body up and plays a fantastic ball through to Edward. Look, there was a shout he was offside, but listen, he's got the qualities. And for me, him playing in that, that central area is key for Celtic because he's a, he, as I said, he's going to become a big player for, for Celtic. There's no doubt he's got the mm. capabilities to go and open my defence up. Even his pass for Mc, uh, the, the commanding defender does brilliant. I don't know if you've seen it, Fergie's pass for McGregor. Mm. He, he's got it in his locker. <sighs> listen, That's, you didn't get that feel when you seen that. I just think no. he's wasted. Sometimes you've got to do a job Maybe he might need to get shuffled out To the right side or the left side But him centrally for Celtic I, I do think Celtic are a far better yeah. team Terry, so what's your scoreline tomorrow? 4 nothing. 4? 4 4 nothing. Oh, 4 nothing. man <laughs> I think Ed's a good player again hey, what, <laughs> And what about the Ogden, the captain, back in And uh, he took his goal well, didn't he? Yeah, I thought he done really well You know, he looked like his old Scott Brown yep. He looked fully fit He was getting in people's faces He was aggressive um, and you never miss Sorrow. You know, I think in the past when Sorrow's not played, you've you've missed him. But Scott Brown came in. As I say, when Scott Brown plays aggressively and he's in people's faces, that's when he's at his best. Mm. And I thought on the ball as well was very good because, as I say, I think it's easier for everyone when Turnbull plays. I think he makes such good angles that he forces Scott Brown to pass the ball forward. So I think he brings it the best in Bruni as well. But in terms of um, uh, his goal as well, you know, he's he's standing up and being counted. But um, it's a hard decision now. Do you put Sorrow back in or do you stick with Brown? Because I thought Brown, as I say, looked See, back to his best. The thing is, look, Sorrow's done ever so well since mm. he's broken into the team, let's be honest. Yep. But you know you can 100% trust Scott Brown. Even if yeah. he's no playing, having that kind of guy on the pitch, um, leading the team, getting on it, the guys, if things are not going well, you, you need guys like that on the pitch. Even when going through that sticky spell, you, you think as well, Fergie, could there have times when we're, we're conceding goals at, at Will, could you have went with Sorrow and Brown together? You know, in Good the middle question. of the pitch. No. Barry? Listen, I don't see why not both of them couldn't play yeah. uh, together. As I say, look, I've got a lot of time for Callum McGregor as a player. I, yep. I do think he's got everything. I do like him. I do think he's better further forward. Um, I don't know if you agree with me. I think yeah. he's, again, similar. I mean, when you've got him going forward in Turnbull, you, you've got real danger, and then you can add Chris into that as well. Um, so Just that got, wee spell when they were conceding goals yeah. all the time. You know, until you get a couple of wins, go and stick Sauron Brown in front of Beaton and Duffy and protect them because they need protecting. And the one one player maybe wasn't doing it. So 
you know, in, in games where, say, you go Ibrox next time you go, or, or Celtic Party playing, a Brown and Sorrow partnership could work. All right, what do you think? 0808 17 17 700. It's Ferguson and Ferry on Go Radio. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. Where do you stand on the Scottish Cup? Jim Goodwin, the St Mirren manager, saying today maybe it shouldn't go ahead now, make sure the league goes ahead and that we sacrifice the Scottish Cup. Si, what do you feel about that? No, I think we've got a realistic chance of winning the Scottish Cup this year, Paul. So I'm desperate for it to go. Ahead. Yeah. You want to add to the petrified? <laughs> no, I think I, I do. I, I think getting the league finished is, is so important isn't it? for everyone. You know, clubs going down, clubs going up. It's so important that we finish the league. If the Scottish Cup is going to put that into doubt, then I think the sensible decision would be to scrap. Because if you get part-time clubs playing full-time clubs, that yep. could then pass on viruses and stuff like that. And that's the last thing that we need just now. Barry, what do you reckon? I get where Jim's coming from. I think that the main priority is to get each individual league finished. And we're still early doors in the Scottish Cup, Paul, if I'm being honest with you, and trying to squeeze the games in with the amount of games that are going to be coming up is going to be very difficult. I know they're trying to come up with some solutions. Look, Scottish Cup is a great cup to play in, let's be honest. It is one that you always look at and think it's... Um, Fairy tale stuff, yeah, it is, yeah. it is, but it's going to be difficult if it continues for us to be suspended because there is still a, a number of lower league clubs in, involved in it. It's going to be difficult. Um, so I, I listen, I get Jim yeah. where, where Jim's coming from, but it's going to be hard for them to. What about in terms of TV money? Do you need to fulfill a, a TV? That, that, that's the worry. There's a lot yeah. of money. There's these clubs are, are relying on that money because yep. the Scottish Cup, I, th- I think it's five million pound worth of sponsorship that wow. comes in. So it's a lot of money. Um, and I knew we get beaten the, the, the last round against Rana It was worth a, a couple of pound to our club. So mm-hmm. I know these clubs rely on um, being in the, the next rounds. Fingers crossed that things get better. I know we're in the eye of the storm just now with COVID, but the vaccination, the numbers are going up and that's crucial that we get the vaccine out there. And then the weather gets better. And what, in a couple of months, we're in February now, still optimistic that things will get better and maybe we can play it a wee bit later. See, if it comes to that, yeah. I think players would be more than happy. I would play three times a week. Yeah, would you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I train two nights a week, Paul. Exactly. I train two nights a week and I play on a Saturday. So yep. if you ask me if I could go and play on a Tuesday or Thursday and play on a Saturday, I would take it. And look the only the, problem is that some lower league squad uh, squads are very very small so if you start to pick up injuries then you're struggling to finish the season but in yep. terms of I think every player would be up for playing three nights a week uh, you, you, you could definitely in seven days get three games mm. and as, as uh, you play on a Saturday anyway you train on a, a Tuesday and a Thursday um, so look listen people are just desperate to get, get football back yep. um, and the good thing is at least as vaccines getting rolled out um, and even do you know what Steve are even delayed a bit longer I'll take that because yeah. yep. it's not like anyone's going their holidays now, is it? No, exactly. Summer holidays are cancelled, so players can play. play Stephen Gerrard was asked about it, so was Neil Lennon here. Stephen Gerrard, I very much hope it goes ahead and we can find uh, room and time in the schedule to get it played. It's a, it's a massive competition, a competition we want to go and compete in and try and win. But at the same time, we obviously respect the situation, what we're in. We're all living through a pandemic and the COVID, and it's really challenging for the authorities in terms of the schedule. But hopefully, now that they've moved some of the league games around, hopefully there's enough time to compete in that competition this season uh, if not we might have to just um, force it into next season and he would love to get more silverware looks as though the league title will come but we'd love to get a double and Neil Lennon who of course uh, won the Scottish Cup just over a month ago well, I mean if we could play it this season you know great because then you're going to have another sort of backup of fixtures for the following season we won, we won the Cup from last season this season it's not ideal you know it's very very surreal 
very, very different. So if we could avoid that scenario happening again, it would be you know, great and we can prepare as best we can for that competition. Here's Hugh on the line from Lanark. Hi, Hugh. Good evening, guys. How are we? Good evening. How are you? What do you think about the Scottish Cup? Do you think it can go ahead? Do you want it to go ahead? Uh, I think it's varying sizes. The leagues are more important. Whether because teams need to go up, teams need to come down. Mm. You can't just if you're null and void. Leagues are don't finish leagues. It just causes the same rigmarole as last season, where arguments go and teams then want to take it to the court and all that. Finish the league first, right. and again sponsorships most important, as Barry was saying there. So you've got to look after the sponsors as well because you need them to continue sponsorship and keep the money coming in. So it's a hard, it's a rock and a hard place, but I would prefer to finish the league first. Hugh and Lana, you put that really well. I don't think we can add to that, can we? I don't agree with you. I don't. This could be stupid as well. So tell us again if it is finish the league right, and then a two-week tournament for the Scottish Cup at the end of the season. You've read that. No, I've not. Well, <laughs> love it. How somebody somebody suggested no. that? No, we we have now. So Barry tonight has suggested he'll go on the panel, uh, and ex pros, <laughs> top pros should go on the panel if it's a really difficult decision to call. Because you called it last week, Cy Ferry, Barry Ferguson, and Davy Provenion, you all said the same thing on it. Hugh, you want to talk about yeah. VAR and referees? Yeah, well, obviously with these inconsistency with the referees, I mean, you're, you're getting the compliance officers starting to get busier now. Now, whether that's because it's trial by television, I don't honestly know. Um, do I think Kim Arbus was a red card? Yes, but it's been dealt with on the on the part. The referees gave a yellow card. I think it was a red, but it's done dealt with now. Shouldn't they go any further? Um, so this is what we've got to look at now. The, the only reason why I'm asking this, because if you go look at the challenge that Nathan McGinley got the other night inside the penalty box, he kicked in the face, he's headed the ball, and we didn't get a penalty for it. So I just think it's just something we... we yeah, one day I'm no, but we just to see what Barry and Sai thought. Who was that, sorry, Hugh? Who's penalty? For Bubble the other night, we didn't, we didn't get a Sai, but if you go and have a look at it... Who was it? Uh, Who was it on? Nathan, McGinley. McGinley. Nathan McGinley went yeah. in for a header. Now, oh, yeah. he's jumped up for the header, so he's obviously over six feet. And I don't even, I can't even remember the Dundee United player. I actually had a full solid kick in his face, and the referee was... About five yards away from him. Fantastic view, and didn't even deem it as a free kick. Now Nathan McGinley's out now for a few weeks with a facial injury. And I'm sorry, you don't come off with a facial injury and a broken nose if That's you've right. not been had any contact. I saw it in the highlights and he had the broken... You could see the nose and the, and the blood afterwards. Does he dip his head yeah. down, Paul, or is it high feet? Um, it was both. I yeah. think my memory, Hugh, is it's both. But it was de- yeah, I think that, was high. I, I yeah. think that would have been yeah. a foul outside yeah. the box. box yeah. mm-hmm. 100%. Yep. What, what are you saying, Hugh, in terms of you? Do you want to bring VAR in? Is that what you're... I don't, you're... See, that, I don't know whether it's going to help, Barry. That's the yep. problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, I honestly think you go and look at the Premiership at the minute and it's laughable. I mean, somebody's yep. offside because their ankle or their shoelace is there and you think, come yep. on. Yep. They just, my, my opinion is, give the benefit to the forwards. Football's an entertaining game. Let's get entertained. Let's score goals. That's that's what we want to go and see. Yep. See you on that. See you on that point, then, Hugh. Yeah. Do you think the Dundee United ones are penalties? Minimal contact. Someone at Yeti drink their penalties. Absolutely no chance, sign. I'm not being biased there, but see you go and look at them again. Yeah. The the first one apparently was meant to be four in a row there. The first one is actually um thing he's uh, Lammy said his arms at his side, so he's not put his arm out, he's, he's, his body shape's not bigger. Uh you seen one of them diving, I think it was actually um McNulty that died and yeah, actually it was held McNulty. the ball. That's the one. 
McNulty dies and grabbed the ball and we didn't even get a free kick for that. No, I don't. And I'm not saying that. I, I'm honest. I would tell you yes, as a yeah. no, it's not. Yeah. But I don't honestly think they were penalties. So why why have Dundee United not been pulled up by the compliance officer in the Yeti? How do you think? I don't know. But possibly because Celtic have actually gained an advantage. That's what they say. If you, if you, I don't think there's the word conning. I think the actual term is not conning or cheating. But if you actually gain an advantage, which Celtic have, they've gained the goal. I think that's what they can, I, I don't actually I right. know the exact words. Maybe obviously what he faulted, obviously kind of. Um, yeah. But that. I think that's what it's down to. If you get awarded the penalty and you get the goal out, then you've, you've gained an advantage. All right, two quick questions you for you. What's going to happen tomorrow, Motherwell, on a roll now? Can we call it a roll under your uh, new manager? Good start. How do you think you'll do against Celtic? I don't actually think we'll get beat. Right. Um, I did say the other week there, I did think it would be tight. Like it, the Rangers game, I thought there was one goal in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it'll be the same tomorrow. I think we'll be tight. Uh, the way Alexander's got us playing... We did start off too well the other night. With the first 10 minutes, we were shocking. But then the, the next 35, we were all over Dundee United, and we should have scored in the 5 or 6. Mm-hmm. But then again, so should Dundee United. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a good game the other night to watch. It was end-to-end stuff. But I think we'll be a bit tired tomorrow. But we will score against Celtic, because Celtic league goals. All right. The difference for Motherwell though is they've got a goal scorer now, don't they? Yeah. You know, Devante yeah. Coles came in and done really well. That's what they missed for, for the first half of the season. But Motherwell look impressive under Alexander. I quite like the way they're. Yeah, he's changed his style a yeah. bit. Which um, they're trying to play more out for the back, mm-hmm. and all credit. I mean, that takes a bit of time, but he's he's not been in the door. Especially think, when you're doing the bottom third, yep. you go and have the bravery to go and ask him to play out for the back. Yep, and that's exactly what the Motherwell players are showing. They're, they're being brave on the on the ball. They're starting um, starting to play out for the back, and I, I think gradually he's getting things um, together for Motherwell. See, just on the thing, sorry. Yeah. What do you say? I want to ask you this: What you think? This remember there was four refs either side of the goal. <laughs> Well, I think that was a good, but they never seemed to do anything. But see, these penalty ones, surely they, they'd be the type that would be able to see that. Did it in European games, didn't they? In European games, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Nah, Fergie would you think that? Not like it. Um, uh, look, anything to, to stop. Help the refs. Yep, yeah, help the refs. I, I feel, I honestly do feel sorry for referees. Because yeah. as I said, w- when a challenge goes in, we've, we've got a split second defi- uh, decision to make. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult for them. So, so They're going to get. Decisions wrong, they're going to get decisions um, correct. It's just part of it. But I think with these um, these things that are happening over the past couple of weeks, the notices of complaint. I mean, I'm actually I'm getting sick of it. Hugh, a yes or no? Are you up for size idea of a spring summer Scottish Cup done over a weekend or a week or so? Why not? Overall, you could easily finish the Scottish Cup in a month quite easily. Look at That's the a yes then. Your- <laughs> Definitely. Thanks, Hugh. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. Football show. Let's go. And they're listening all over Scotland, all over the world. Messages coming in from Les Mahigo, Loudon. <laughs> <laughs> Where else have we got? Los Angeles. Los, who's that? <laughs> Ross King? In. Yep, they're yeah. listening all over the world to us tonight, and they're agreeing with what you're saying. We should get ex pros 
to come in along with the referees and call it if it's something really, really that only a player would know if there was intent. You're not saying it wasn't, it should have been a red card, but was there intent there at the time? I'm just saying to give the three ex-referees on the panel a different set of eyes and to let them into the kind of mindset of where that player's maybe been in a game beforehand. And I'm a big believer in every bit of help makes your game a bit better so I don't see the reason why they wouldn't maybe think about it it's just a suggestion um, but I, I think it's a, a good one and hopefully that they do ask um, some ex-players because I'm sure the vast majority of ex-players would want to help Yeah, I see, I, I, we've no doubt the referees know the game but it's the wee, the wee nuggets that players know who that have played in these sort of situations yep. what, what, what you would do in that situation to get away, what you can get away with and what you know you want to get away with I think that's where players come in even when you sit and watch football with your, your mates they say oh that's never a foul and you, you sit and think see if you actually and that, that is a foul yep. so I, I 100% agree with Fergie uh, an ex-pro and to help no not take over like he says yep. just to help to go on and give yep. a different yep. just a different what I opinion. said there like, we're not saying the referees don't know the game they, they clearly do know the game because they've been involved in it and they've refereed hundreds of games between them probably but I just think it would help them and benefit Scottish football if they did get a, a different set of eyes um, to help them out Kmar Roof has been hit with a notice of complaint so it would be a two-match ban Rangers have until Monday to appeal it Celtic uh, for a Yeti as well they say game did advantage they say it wasn't suggesting as it wasn't a penalty uh, the other night so I wonder will, so I was going to ask you that will Celtic appeal that or will they accept it? Can I just say did you not get a notice of complaint, complaint for your neighbour for that drone? His neighbour's 20 mile away though <laughs> 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 I Celtic will appeal it Paul definitely yeah. yeah I think you had Lenny talking there as you say, I always, we've been taught as well, for a young kid, if there's contact in the box, you go down. Because people might say, oh, that's cheating, yeah. but see if someone's going to take you off your stride, you're going to hit a shot or you're mm. going to turn with the ball, it's going to give you a goal-scoring opportunity. They're not doing it for the good of your health, are no, they? No, the players would rather get a shot away and get a penalty. Yep. But if somebody touches you, you're, you're going down. Exactly. Yeah. People are going to look upon this as some sort of cheating the way that we're speaking here, but if you feel contact in the box, you're going to do it. Yeah. That, that's what you're told. Um, if you ask any centre-forward, if you go through all the centre-forwards that are, are are playing just now and you ask him a question, if they feel a bit of contact, they've got a good chance of going down. But I, I don't think it is cheating because, as I say, it's putting you off... In, outside the box, I understand, but in the box when you're ready to shoot, the slightest touch can put you off your shot. That's a foul. Yep. You're stopping a goal-scoring opportunity because even with Eduardo Power, that, that's a penalty for me. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as there's contact and you've no touched the ball, it's a penalty kick. But Celtic will appeal it and they'll win it. You think so? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because yes, of the yeah, contact, contact. Because yeah. of the contact. If you if you watch it, I'm just watching it on here. It was on there a few minutes ago. It, there's there is clear contact for Big Doyler and goals for for Kilmarnock. Was he your goalie somewhere? Uh, uh, Birmingham. Was he? He was uh, second choice at Birmingham. Any good? Uh, he was yeah. a big man. Was uh, <laughs> I played a few games? Uh-huh. Did he? Huh? Yeah. So I see Dundee Inverness is off because of waterlogged at your old pitch there and uh, there's Barry's is he going to wear it tonight do you think the new strip that you gave him or your no, own I'm Dundee get, strip no, I'm getting it framed I'm getting it framed, framed. brilliant yep. isn't it look at the size of it he's, he's, you know there's not a, there's not a yeah, pick on him is there yeah. I, I honestly hate seeing players the baggy with, yeah, yeah. I, honestly see if you look back 20 odd years ago when just as well but, you didn't play yeah, in the 80s and 90s see that strip, so see when it was wet yeah. Fergie it was stick to you mm. and we had yeah. a few boys who we were carrying it but they absolutely hated the strip honestly because it was so tight on you uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I've told you 
League table this weekend Rangers on 75 points Celtic on 52 there's two games in hand uh, it almost seems academic to be saying that it's academic now isn't it really but I'm not going to throw it to Barry again he will pop the champagne cork when the time is right but not just yet will you be doing it do you think on March the 21st that's high noon a Sunday lunchtime we will be on air uh, and of course you were there in 99 weren't you part of the team when, when Rangers won yeah, at I, Celtic Park I played the vast majority of the season then I tore my ductor mm-hmm. um, just uh, coming up to the end of the season and I had to go in and uh, get an operation so I missed it but I'd played um, I played about 30 odd games that season just before it wasn't it you got it so where yep. did you watch that match then were you in among the crowd yeah, what, what, how was the reception yeah I, I didn't get to see much of the game if I'm being honest were you was, in the crowd yeah, the I, fans? Was, I was in the crowd I was in the corner were the fans though no with the fans oh yeah yep. any relative spot you can give you stick <laughs> in laws <laughs> yeah quite a few uh, that was uh, so that was um, what were Stone Island Stone Island gear on did no. you have Stone Island gear on oh, Berghaus Berghaus <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong pops yeah. how will Rangers feel about that will it be it's not the same clearly if the fans aren't there but uh, is it is it a big thing to win it at Celtic look, look there's no better feeling I, I'm not going to sit here and, and lie that Winning at your your biggest rivals and your biggest challengers, it's not going to be. Um, it's it's an unbelievable thing to thing to happen. Um, but there's still there's, there's a few games still to go before that. But it's a great opportunity. Celtic are on a bit of form, obviously, for the the night before against Kilmarnock. Um And Rangers just need to continue what they're doing. Um, again, it was a a stuffy performance. Mm-hmm. Against St Johnson, yeah. um, but they they got the job done. They were in control of the game. I'll, I'll be honest with you, a wee bit of magic for Hadji, um, who's come back into the team, and since he's brought back into the team, he, he's shown signs. Of, there was never doubt in his ability. He's got very good technical ability. But one thing I'm seeing from him, his work rate off yeah. the ball has been a lot better since he's he's brought back into the team. See if Rangers do win at Celtic Park, could that flip as well and Celtic realise right we can't make this can't happen again next year. That could be that wee boost that they need going into the next season saying we can't have this happening again. But I tell you once, even Celtic won the league when I was playing um, during my, my Rangers career, I would always sit and watch it. Because it was a motivation for me to yeah. make sure it didn't happen oh, right. again. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Uh-huh. Did, yeah. you, did you want that feeling to think? Yeah, because do you know what? You were sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's your rivals. That's the, They're away celebrating and enjoying themselves. You've had a, a long season and, and you've just come up short. So what, I always made a point of watching it. What was the worst one for you? You won many. Every, but, <laughs> <everyone>. <laughs> Give the Celtic fans something to remember what just was now. The, what come was on. the one that was the closest and you lost it? That was a UEFA Cup run. Oh, yeah, 2008. Yep. Right. Yep. But I, I made a point. Some people maybe think I'm crazy, but I made a point in sitting and watching it. Yep. And it made me think, right, do you know what? We need to go and work even harder uh, to make sure this doesn't happen again. And what happened the next year? We won it. You won it. Yeah. There you go. So it might be the wake up call that mm-hmm. Celtic need. You not know, sit and watch Rangers, who have been miles better than this year. You know, it's, take your medicine, um, take it on the chin, and, and go and work harder again next year to make sure that doesn't happen again. That's they need to use it that way. Yeah, but it was a motivational thing, mm-hmm. um, and I done the same with criticism. When I used to get criticised, I've had a bad game, bad result. I used to make sure I read it mm-hmm. or listen to whoever was criticising me. And then I had to go and prove a point to them. You know, See, it'd be fair if I had to read every bit of criticism for me, Paul. I'd read about 18 books in my career. <laughs> in the Dundee Courier and all that. And the, what, what's the paper in Peterhead? Is there a. Is it, well, the Press and Journal, isn't it? I'm not too sure. Use it, oh, we only get a wee bit in it, though. Yeah. I used to try and use it in a positive way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Of course, yeah. Like criticism, right, do you know what? And you knew, Sai will tell you, you know when you've not played well. Mm. You know when you've had a bad game sure. and a bad result. Um, 
And I just used to go and make sure I read it So what would you check the ratings every week? Yeah, you just And then you would listen to What people would say on the TV On mm. the radio In the newspapers But was there not and also it, a, a thing of like, Are you really going to listen to somebody That's wrote that Watch that game and not yeah, report on you? Yeah, but I used to do that as a, a mental thing, thing right? mm. I just yeah. used to enjoy that it used to motivate me even more to go and um, I was going to say something that I, I yeah. couldn't say in there, there but <laughs> just to yeah. go and show them that yeah. right I'm not hiding away here I'm going to show you that I can play well or, or get a result Do you know one of the differences this time in 2008 it was a close thing wasn't it between Rangers and Celtic and in 2003 when Celtic went to the UEFA Cup final um, it was really close this time Rangers are 23 points clear and there's such a margin and that's probably is this the start now of the new Rangers era or how are Celtic who've built themselves into the, the biggest club financially in the last nine years mm-hmm. are they going to come back but at the moment there's a silence there's a vacuum mm. in what is going to happen well, at well, Celtic the way I think of it Rangers have got themselves on top now and yep. they're, they're now building they're looking ahead as you've seen the, the couple of new signings yep. that have come in the last um, at the, the transfer window there and already he's looking to go and um, sign more players for, for next season. So his mind's focused on trying to stay in top. When you get in, the hard, the hard thing's getting there, mm. but the hardest thing's staying there. Yeah, I think Celtic will come back. You know, I think they will spend money. I think they'll get rid of players that didn't want to be there. They will bring in players. Whoever the manager is, it needs to be his sort of players. That's the only way they've got the best possible chance of catching Rangers. I think they need to get a set way of playing. Celtic, whoever the manager is, a formation that they're going to stick with throughout the year and sign players to fit that it's so important now Paul I'll tell you as a player there's nothing worse than getting shoved about positions mm-hmm. if you think of a guy like Olivia and Chami played number 10 for most of the season you know you're going to the biggest season of the year yeah. in recent history with Olivia and Chami at number 10 at L you know see at number 10 they don't play there it, it never works every player in the Rangers system mm-hmm. suits mm-hmm. that system Celtic need to get that sorted ASAP how they're going to play and, and, and filter that through the youth team as well as I say with Rangers you can see why they now bring young players into the team because they're obviously playing like that under 20 level under 18 level and it's a philosophy throughout the club uh, Celtic need that now he makes a good point there Si if you watch both teams Rangers have got a clear way of playing yeah. you know what way they play and you look at Celtic it's kind of a changing to a back four to a back three and then a diamond in midfield to a three in midfield so, goalkeepers so sometimes I think you've got to go with a clear plan sometimes you might need to shake it up during, during a game fair yep. yeah one or two times a season if, yeah. if plan A is not working you've got to have a plan B but you've got to have a clear plan of what way you're going to play and you need a manager at the heart of it who's spending it well they have to know who it's going to be because I heard you say, decisions Paul. yeah of course because he said a few moments ago they have to spend money but they have spent money they spent mm. big money but not wisely. Yeah, that's spot on, Paul. You're totally correct. As we said, the Rangers, yep. you know, other success stories have been free transfers, which, yeah. when you think of the money compared to Celtic spent, it blows your mind when you think of Kamara for 50, Balogun oh. for free, Stephen Davis for free, Alan McGregor for free. Certainly need to do better, better recruitment wise. I think they know that. Sure. That's why I fully expect that the guy in charge now, mm-hmm. Nicky Hammond, will, will go in the summer. And I think mm-hmm. whoever the manager is will get his own guy in. Do you know what I was surprised that I seen a yet his age? 23. 23. I thought he was older than that. He, look, he looks older, doesn't he? Yeah, but yeah. I mean that—that's still a good. You, you've got to sometimes um, look. I know it's no young, but I was surprised at that age. Yeah. I was expecting 27, 28 I didn't even know until uh, I think it was yesterday. And his fitness gets mentioned a lot that he wasn't yeah, fit I, enough. And I mean, but, but at the start of February, we're still mentioning about his fitness. He's been in the club now five months. I thought he did look. I thought he looked slimmer on on Wednesday night when I seen him on the TV. But again, as Fergie says. How it's taken boy five months to get to get fit. fit. Getting getting fit should take what three weeks max. A right yep. good blasting for three weeks, you should be fit. Mm-hmm. 
But I think the problem they've got is, is there, there's no reserve games just now, so maybe it's match fitness that they're lacking. But when I he, watched it, seeing I watched it uh, the other night at, at Kilmarnock, he was he was rusty. He looked rusty, yeah. but sees the game and on he gets stronger. To be fair to him, and it was a good finish. So maybe there's something there because he didn't get much of a run at West Ham, did he? So last season he didn't get that many games, and he came to Celtic. Well, but, yeah. it's, it's clear if you're a, a Swiss international, um, you played with I think it was Basel. Yep. yep. And then he went down to West Ham. He, there's definitely a player there. There's mm. no doubt about it. What about this player, John Joe Kenny? I enjoyed it. I haven't played for a while. So, you know, it was good to get back out there. I missed that feeling of, of playing. So I think the main thing was that uh, we bounced back from the game on. I think it was Saturday and uh, we got the win. Some people like the start, the, the, the look of him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like, Many people. I like Kenny. I think he's a good type. You know, he's one that, even if he's not playing well, Paul, you can tell he's one that gives 100%. He's got the fitness and the athleticism to get him down the pitch, which you need to do now as a modern day fullback. And he wants to cross the ball in the box. There's no hesitation of turning back and passing it back to a centre midfielder. The ball gets wide to him, gets put wide to him, and he puts the ball in the box. So would you be phoning? No, Ancelotti. I've heard, I've heard and, and they types of player, Paul. You're looking at ten million quid for for John well, Joe Kenny. You've just said they'll spend money. Yeah, but I don't think you'd spend nine, ten million pound on a right back. No, I think there's other areas. Stubbs was on the areas on the station. Um, yep. Speaking about him, saying he's he's a type of character that Celtic need. Good run about the dressing room, mm. and he's a a real good professional. And to be fair to him for his debut, he looked decent mm-hmm. the other night. Um, and again, you're no part of the, the Everton squad, and you don't go on loan to Schalke mm. last season if, if you're mm. you're not a decent sure. player. He's definitely a a good player, and you you'll see over the the coming weeks how good he can be. Could, you, could you, you see? Sorry, on your And he wants to play for Celtic. That's the thing, Sai. But I, I, but I think that point. needs to go as well. You know, see uh, that thing he wants to play for Celtic because Shane Duffy wanted to play for Celtic. Uh, yeah. But if he's not the right type, then it doesn't matter if he wants to mm-hmm. play for Celtic. I think we've said that with managers as well. It should go now mm-hmm. that it needs to be a manager that's got a Celtic connection. Mm-hmm. It's the guy who's 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 best for the job. But I just want to ask you about him. What you asked me, Jink, they would pay ten million quid for him. Joe Joe Kenny. John Joe Kenny. Mm-hmm. Huh? It's a lot of money. How much would you pay for a good fullback? I mean, but you, you just need to yep. look at the the prices down in, in the Premier League. Yep, in England, I mean, he, he's played for Everton mm. first team, and as I say, he, he's played in in Germany for Schalke, who are a big club. They've got, mm. they've um, got eleven and a half million or nine plus add-ons for the other fullback for Frimpong. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. So yeah. the money's in the door. I I've think j- the biggest thing Celtic need is a is a centre half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a top centre half. I know they've got Julian and I are there, but if they are injured, then your backups playing beat on again and a, and a two at centre back for me you'll concede goals and we've seen this season the Rangers the, the reason Rangers are totally because they concede a lot of goals mm. if beat in your team you concede goals it then makes it hard to win games of football Is Kenny get a price on his head as Everton come up with a price or I'm not too sure Fergie no. I'll, I'll ask Jim Jim what he'll, he'll ask Mashiri yeah. he's always on Mashiri and we'll check Mashiri he'll be having passed yeah, over Carlo yeah. wouldn't he, yeah. Yeah. But he, he yeah. looks a good player uh-huh. to be fair as I says, I was impressed with him because um, they need to start building, don't they? Yeah, yeah. But I think it, I think the building starts now, mm-hmm. and I, I would be absolutely shocked if they've not got their eye on a number of players, as Side just mentioned. There, the biggest area you'd be looking at would be the centre back area, goalkeeper. Yep. Right, mm-hmm. I, I'm a big believer in you've got to build a strong spine yeah. in a team, and then once you get a strong spine, you can build round about that. Rangers will take their strong team, the short journey to Hamilton on Sunday. It's 12 o'clock, it's the Sky game. Uh, here's Stephen Gerrard. You know, we expect a tough game, like we always get there. Um, with, when, when we face Brian's team, you know, we only have to go back to last year to, to realise that we can't go there and underestimate any opponents in this league. So we're going to go there with respect and uh, try and continue our form and, and, and the moment we're in because we're in a fantastic place and confidence is high. Uh, the group's really strong and uh, the team spirit's high and uh, we're really looking forward to this game. 
So Aki's on 19 points at the bottom. That was a that's a bad loss for them against Ross County in the goals the last nine minutes. They were one up. That was a sore wasn't one. It? Mm. It was local was sore, boys, wasn't it? Yeah, it, was yep. it was a sore one for Hamilton. Um, leading for so long in the game. Um, you just want to try and see that out uh, and, and get the three points. But again, you've got to give credit to, to John Hughes. Yep. He made the two changes mm. and that was the two guys that got the goal and made the difference for, for Ross County. I used to hate playing at Hamilton. Did you because Sainsbury's are, is in f- behind the goal and Morrison's at the side. I used to think, I'll probably, the way I'm playing the day, I'll probably be working there next year. <laughs> <laughs> I always had a shock here at Hamilton. Though. I used to go there with Dundee and Darren McKinnon. Remember Darren uh, McKinnon? Yeah. Oh my God, he used to <laughs> blotter me about the pitch, man. I think he took my dinner money off his one day as well. He was a, uh, he had that much a hold over his bit. Nah, I, I feel for Hamilton. You know, Hamilton should be bottom league every year based on the budget and the players that they've got. But they usually escape. Exactly. But and Brian Rice and managers beforehand have done a great job. They are hard to break down, but I think Rangers will have no, too Ra- much. Yeah, yeah, I, I think sure. Rangers will yeah. enjoy because I know um, Aki's changed their pitch. Yep. And it's a better Astro Turf this time. I think mm. Rangers enjoy going there flat, wee bit of grease on it. Wee bit Perfect of for the help how they yeah. play fair again. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, ball, I, I think it will suit Rangers mm-hmm. down to a tee. I, I think it could be a few goals in that one. Mm-hmm. That will kill their confidence though when it losing it? that game. Yeah. With 10 minutes to go. I think if they win that game, they go a good bit ahead of yeah, Ross County with two right. games in hand. Yeah. But what I liked about Yogi is, you know, you think of Yogi and it's very much pass, 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 but the goals come for putting the bond behind Aki. So I think he's I think he's got a better manager for. Mm. I think he went to Wraith Rovers at the bottom league and maybe try to play too much. He's now seen that he needs to have a different style in the SPL and he's turning teams as well. So I still expect Ross County to stay up with Yogi. Yeah, but don't be surprised with Hamilton. They, they, they find it for somewhere, don't they? Yeah, but I well, don't think they'll do it against Rangers. I think Rangers will be too strong. But over the piece, they, they, they bring some big results at times when they're least expected to win. Good point. Do you know who is worried? It must be Kilmarnock fans. Must be worried. We're going yeah. to take a quick break. But Kelly fans, after 26 games, you're on 24 points. So that was a bad defeat, wasn't it? The other week against St Johnson, you know that that was a six-pointer against them. Again, it's a team I've yeah. I've praised quite a lot. Kilmarnock, there's there's players in that team uh, who I like, who I think are really good players, but they they were they look short mm. any confidence whatsoever, um, and it, it must be a real worry. I, I think they need to get the manager sorted asap because he needs to get in as quickly as possible and get away playing because um, they, they have got the quality but is it too late? I think they could get dragged into it come on have to move quickly won't they? Stephen Presley has been mm-hmm. interviewed I know you'd see that in the papers today uh, but what do you think? But I think Fergie's spot on I look at Kilmarnock I watch them and I think what what is Kilmarnock what, what, what are Kilmarnock trying to do here? What's their game plan? What's their style of play? You know I don't want to criticise managers because I know how no. tough it can be but you think of Kabamba how he's played against Celtic in the past and you go with George Oakley up front on his own uh-huh. who's been in the door mm-hmm. for two minutes you know for me Kabamba would have went up there and done a much better job but the worrying thing for Kilmarnock and it's what they've been good at is they're conceding easy goals especially set pieces which won the Kilmarnock before I think they're missing Finlay and Broadfoot the two uh, set of halves sure. as well aren't they? they definitely are quick break and then we're back The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go Big weekend coming up on Go Radio at uh, 7 tonight at Stevie Lennon uh, tomorrow afternoon Saturday afternoon go football Barry, Sai and myself 2 till 6 Can I actually just tell you something about Stevie Lennon so I was out Please for do. a run today doing uh, Deniston yep. and uh, there's a motor driving by so he's a DJ and he t- talks about the dance tunes and that and I can hear him he's windy doing blasting the Spice Girls Is that no one way. of Steve's? <laughs> nah, I'm joking. I did see him at Deniston, but he wasn't blasting the Spice Girls. I've seen him at Deniston, so I gave him a wee wave. I listen to him at night, Paul Cannon. He lives out in Hamilton. Uh, he, he loves you, doesn't he? You and him are tight. Yeah. <laughs> 
Do you do? <laughs> have you thought of doing online kind of Zoom keep fit classes a bit like Joe Wicks? You two, we could get you on the Ant and Deck. You could get everybody going. Oh, Scotland's he couldn't keep answer. up with me. He, nope. He's good at running, right? But. Yeah. He doesn't have any abs or that. You can tell that the, the, the stomach's a bit flat. There's no much uh, six-pack there. Right. Will you Listen. do something for me for charity on Tuesday morning if I need it? Will you yes. do it? Yeah? Yes, of course. So. so we're doing a kilt walk, a virtual kilt walk for over 200 charities. I, I have just thought See of this. See him in that kilt no, walk, no, by no, the way. you here. Now, Kerry, the fitness instructor, who does it all the time, she's expecting twins and it could be very soon. Now, I think she's going to do the warm-up for 200 charities. Will you do it if she... If she calls the twins Barry and Sai, we'll do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you be on standby Tuesday morning, okay? So what yeah. is it exactly we're doing? So it's, uh, you do a two-minute, uh, we'll play the proclaimers oh, in the background. You just, yeah. you get everything going. Yeah, 200 people getting ready for the kilt walk. Judy Murray's coming on, Tom Hunter will be on. It will be superb Tuesday, it's, Tuesday it's morning. hockey yeah. oh, I'm sure he would if we ask him. Right. We'll, if we'll he's, ask him if he's well. there, yeah. we'll come. Uh-huh. Hunter and hockey will be there. Ferguson and Ferry do you know what right. I do like for do do, a bit of yoga I like a bit of yoga Fergie uh, do you know what I'd, I'd done that the second time I went down to England I started a wee bit of yoga brilliant and I'd, I'll be honest with you I wasn't too sure I, I thought oh, it's mm. no for me do you know what it helped me mm. right? yeah definitely good, good. Yep. why do me and you not go against Hunter and, and hockey, hockey yes. right, maybe do that that'd be great and you could raise money for the kill walk right. it goes for whatever charity choose your charity Si you choose yours Barry and all the money plus 50% from Sir Tom Hunter and Top it'll be great and that just happened honestly I thought of that for Tuesday morning I thought the two of you might come on and Eddie Hawthorne the boss of Arnold Clark will be on and he's got uh, he's going to give a car away as well and there's something else up his sleeve so right maybe right, I've got my Tuesday morning come I've on. got a few complaints from yeah, him right, okay. the top oh, man you're always there. very quiet about your fitness regime because you're in good nick so, oh, no, so no, no. What do you do? Oh, I, I kind of go along with it as well. Yeah, I do a wee bit of it. But you two are professionals. What, you oh, don't? Be fantastic. Next. He's, he's yeah. always quick to get it off himself. What, what, what do you actually do fitness-wise? I, I just go for walks. Stuff. I like oh, walks. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, fast walk and all that. But yeah, I, I did the 10k a few times. See, a see when you played football, Glasgow. what position yeah. did you play? I, I was a wee winger. Yeah, I played amateur football, so I was a winger. Yeah, a winger. You could get him confused with Pat Nevin, couldn't you? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I win. I only played amateur. That's why I never say in front of these guys because you see people in radio who go, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I played football," uh, and all you pros all go, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you did." My uh, level's yeah. not much higher than amateur anyway. Paul, oh, so we're nonsense. So what do you think for this weekend? We've got a great card coming up tomorrow afternoon, two till six, and we heard Stephen Gerrard talking about the match uh, Rangers against Hamilton. You can't see other than Rangers, can you? Yep. No, Rangers for me, as I said, I think the surface will actually suit Rangers. Yep. Um, Hamilton, I, I think that could have knocked him. we leading um, for so long in the game for Ross County to come, uh, to come back and, and beat them 2 1. So, no, I think Rangers have won the game pretty convincingly. I've only seen the highlights of the Rangers game, but uh, Arebo looked like, like he was getting in the box and, and setting up chances. But I, I still think Rangers are not the same team without Morelos. Would I be right, Fergie? Yep, I, I've always said that. Yeah. Si, I, I firmly believe when Morelos is in the Rangers team, Rangers are a better team. Mm-hmm. Um, Who played up there? Roof? Roof, uh, he looked a wee bit off it. I know he's just come back for injury, yeah. but he, he was out for three or four weeks. Um, is so Roof one of them, Fergie, that wants to come to the ball the time and play, or does, does he like to spin him behind? Both, to be fair. Yeah. He, he's got quite a good mix. Um, but... He, he doesn't do it as well as Morelos when he spins in no, mind, does he? No. He looked a wee bit off it, but again, you've got to be mindful he, he was out for three or four weeks, so he's not got that bit of sharpness. But I'm sure we're getting, I think he played 65, 70 minutes, so a few minutes right. under his belt, he'll be good to go on, on Sunday. On the line now is someone who celebrated his 30th birthday in the last 24 hours. It's Steve, a Rangers fan. Steve, good evening. Happy birthday. Thanks very much. How are you doing, guys? How are you doing, Steve? Good. What did you get for your birthday, young man? 
No, I don't really get hangovers. Eh? No, get up and go uh, for uh, a 10k, mate. There you go. That's a problem if you don't get no. hangovers. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve, you've called in. Listen, congratulations. So, Rangers, what are you thinking? How much are you looking forward to winning it? And what's your question? Well, I was just like, I think the league will be won in the 21st. I just think it'll be won as soon as possible, really. But can't wait for it. Si, I'm going to ask you. So it's 21st, the Celtic Park game? Yep. I think Celtic will lose the game directly so that Rangers can end it. Do you? No, I'm only joking. <laughs> uh, I think it will. I think Celtic, if Celtic keep with that team in, in the way they played the other night against Kilmarnock, I know Kilmarnock were poor, but that team should have enough to win the games up until then. If Rangers go on and win their games, which you would expect them to do, right. then it would come down to the game at Celtic and Rangers. But then you'd see a lot about the Celtic team, you know, have they got the minute to, go to stop it and not allow Rangers to to win the league at their pitch if they can go and do that it's only a wee bonus for them but it might stand them in good stead going into the next season if they they know that they've got that in them to go and beat Rangers so it's a massive three or four weeks coming up so you think that is going to be high noon Sunday the 21st I think that'll be a decider definitely you Fergie well it depends on if each each team keep winning their winning their games look I I think the Rangers fans would love that to happen there's no doubt about it Um, but look you just want the league Win as quickly as possible for me. Whether they do it at Celtic Park or whether they don't, I don't think many people will care. Just as long as they do it, that that's the main thing. And do you know what? What a position they're in. It's been a long nine and a half years, or long a wee bit longer than that for for Rangers fans. So what a position they're in. And and as I said earlier on, April, there's no better place than winning at your your rivals. And there could be an opportunity that could happen. But there's no guarantee Rangers would win it because by then Celtic would be on a roll, a roll and a run, mm-hmm. and uh, they wouldn't want to lose it at home. Yeah, th- th- I mean that's the last thing you would yeah. you would want to do. I mean, reverse the roles if I was in that position and and sure. my rivals were coming to mm-hmm. my stadium. There's no way that I would want them to win it. Uh, but listen. We just need to see how they do over the the, the next uh, what is that six weeks before that game seven weeks. Um, so there's there's still a lot of football to be played. I think if Celtic did beat them, Rangers could have an almighty collapse and lose every game. No, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> no. That, that's the seed of doubt that they would love to plant and that they talked about over you know December, start mm-hmm. of January. If they had won games, I know it's at ifs and buts. Well, there was a lot of people yeah. saying that Ra- uh, Rangers will collapse or go through a, a bad stage. Now, one thing about Rangers, they've not played brilliantly over the last month or so. But do you know what? They'll find a way how to win games of football. And that's that's champions mm-hmm. for me. But what Celtic didn't want Rangers to go and beat in this season because that transfers into next season. You know, they're high on confidence. If you're Celtic, you're thinking, okay, if we can beat Rangers here, show that they're beatable, can they go and lose two or three games for now at the end of the season? And they're not as confident going into the, uh, the, the next season. So it's a massive, it would be a massive game for Celtic. Obviously, Rangers would be a massive game because they win the league. But also, in terms of Celtic showing that Rangers are beatable and putting wee seeds of doubt that maybe not as good as what they think they are mm-hmm. uh, for now until the end of the season. Steve, what do you reckon? I think it's going to be one just kind of as soon as possible. I don't know if Celtic will want it one in their, uh, their home ground, so I don't know if they'll be kind of no trying their hardest really and no want to uh, no want to let that happen. <laughs> yeah. Are you a season ticket holder? I'm not. No, I just no. Uh, catch it when I can really. Sure, because I was going to say, but you must be missing the matches. You're not there all the time, but seems a long time since we were at the games, Barry, doesn't it? We can't wait to get back to the grounds. Yeah, look. I'm sure the fans I mean as a player or ex-player should I say there was no better feeling than playing in front of your your fans and I says I've got to give all the players credit 
their credit's due playing in front of no fans. I think I would struggle. Mm. Can I ask Steve a question? Is that all right? Steve, did you did you fancy Rangers to win the league at the start of the season? Yeah, well, I know you, but I was on the fence really at the start, but as soon as they started playing, then you could see it. They're uh, just a different level. Eh? What do you think changed for last year? I don't know if it's just the mentality and just a wee bit of momentum, really. Mm. Uh, as soon as they kind of got the ball rolling, then you can see the, the class starting to get out of the players. Everybody yeah. seems to have kind of settled into positions, eh? Yeah, he's bang on. It's mentality, but do you know what? Winning breeds confidence. And when they went start at early doors, getting in a, into a role, as you know, say si, when you play, you feel you win a game. See the next game, you're getting in it full of confidence. But one thing about them this year is, again, I watched the game against St. Johnson, and they weren't great. But do you know what? Still, mm. there's there's a a real work ethic about yeah. them. And also the the defensive thing's been it's massive, isn't it? I know yeah. you say mentality, yeah, of course yeah. it's important, but just how well set up they're defensively this year. Because last year they were conceding a lot of goals, weren't they? Mm. But that starts from the front, 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 front as well, what? yeah. It's no, a lot of it's made with the, the back five, and that's me including the goalkeeper. Listen, they've been outstanding. There's no doubt about it. But sometimes people forget the work that the forwards mm. do and, and the midfielders do. But see as a whole, as the, the team in general... They defend really well. Mm. That's where they've been miles better than Celtic oh, this year. Defensively, seven goals. The pitch, yeah. all they've lost. I mean, 27, 27 games, 24 wins, 3 draws, 7 goals conceded. I don't care what league you play in. That is unbelievable. 7 goals. Me. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Here's Stephen Gerrard talking about the other end of the pitch, but it comes from all over. Goals have come from everywhere. Yeah, I think it's a combination of things, in all honesty. Uh, I think we've got better players in and around the team and the squad now. We're in the strongest position we've been in since this journey begun. And, you know, I, I think people are standing up at, at big times and creating big moments for us. You know, you look at Yanis the other night, that's a, a very important goal for us. Equally as important as Alfredo's was the week before at Hibs. And throughout the season, we've really had, a, you know, the goals have been spread out really nice around the squad. And that tells me that we're in a, in a really good place. Steve, I see John Barnes, the ex-Liverpool, who's a great player. Didn't, uh, he wasn't long in management. But he was saying that even when Rangers win the title, that uh, clubs in England still won't quite give him the credit that he will deserve and they wouldn't necessarily go for him for their club. Now, I know you don't want him to go from Rangers and people say he'll go to Liverpool eventually, but is that not a bit insulting to Scottish football? I think, I think just the turnaround that he's had and the impact he's had, I think that, that kind of go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's uh, Liverpool that he goes to or whether it's somebody maybe a little further down the table but yep. I think maybe a, another couple of years he, he could be at that level um, but at the moment he's, he's done a tremendous job for us See that grates on me comments mm. like that that's them just looking down on your, your football up here yeah. and as I've said plenty of times I've seen that a lot of especially for a guy that came up players. here and struggled as well Fergie yeah, but see in terms of players say I've seen a lot of very good players come up here and get a shock to their system mm. I mean, I know the football's not as good as down there, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that for a minute, but and the money's not here. Yeah, but see, physically, it's a hundred mile an hour, mm. and when you go away from home, there's difficult places. So, it annoys me when I hear people for for down in England um, look down on our game. I don't like that. See, even on Hadji with Jenner, I think he's dealt with him really well. Because mm. if you think, would I be right in saying he was probably one of Rangers' best players towards the end of last season? That's why they paid the money for him. Mm-hmm. But he started the season, and what Fergie says, he did not have that work ethic off the ball. And Gerard never persisted with him. There was no loyalty there because I've signed you in the summer. I'm paid money for you. You're going to keep playing. You're at the team until you work harder. You now see he comes back in. He's he's scoring goals. But the most important thing is he's working how Rangers work off the ball, and that's why he's now getting the rewards of playing every week. So again, it comes to management. 
Yeah, definitely a great man. Well, he's shaping up to be a great manager. It must. Yeah, but he, he knows yeah. himself. He, he needs to win trophies. Of course, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. You've I got know. that yeah. that label, but you know what? He, he's going to going in, in, in the right um, direction. I think if you watch him since he's first come up, I think there's been a continuous improvement mm-hmm. in the team. And I just think this year, because bear in mind, the vast majority of the players have been together for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So that helps. But also what helps is his recruitment overall. His squad's a lot stronger when players maybe ain't on their game. You can go and change it and bring somebody in um, that's in that squad that are more than capable of coming in and, and producing good displays. But see, also last year, it could have been easy for him to walk away. Of course. You know, the way they finished last season, do you want to be the guy that concedes 10 in a row to Celtic he's away for his family he's living up maybe I've got enough money that I don't need this I can go and sit on Sky Sports he's thought nah I'm going to take this challenge on and, and he's he's paid the benefit Steve are you going to go invincibles do you think and chase that uh, record 106 points was Brendan Rodgers team 108 you could get 100% oh it's definitely going to 100% what's your score tomorrow uh, Sunday Hamilton Rangers I genuinely think it'll be about 5-0 5-0 He's on cloud 9 just now Steve that birthday 9-0 <laughs> Alright Steve listen enjoy the rest of the birthday thanks for calling Thanks very much Cheers, Cheers. Thank Cheers. you The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited Monday to Friday 5-7 Barry Ferguson Cy Ferry and Paul Cooney and on Saturday afternoon 2 until 6 the boys have just been discussing what to wear tomorrow afternoon uh, th- this uh, guy's like, unbelievable tell everyone what he's saying uh, he's like uh, why do we not get dressed up to come into our studio <laughs> I think we should get dolled up like, suited and booted uh, no, no, no suited and booted night out gear let's see who's got a bit about them We'll, we'll put it to the viewers soon. We'll put it to the viewers Who's oh, best dressed A country mile I'll win Right okay There you go A wee challenge right. Right. Just, wait, just wait to the night out Then we'll get exactly. a photo We've got four hours Tomorrow afternoon Sitting with a shirt you on nah, I mean, With the bow tie A shirt I'm going to go With a shirt on No I'll, I'll get a wee short sleeve shirt With a wee cardigan over it God, What no. are you on a night out? You'll see <laughs> you'll see you'll love it <laughs> tomorrow is afternoon is it starting to yep. copy me anyway I, I guess I know you're, <laughs> oh, yeah. you're oh, definitely honestly. a, a waistcoat when I'm underneath <laughs> it <laughs> Celtic Muddle tomorrow Hibs against Aberdeen Livy against St Johnson Ross County against Dundee United St Mirren Kilmarnock and four more hours of these two and then on Sunday Hamilton against Rangers so what's going to happen this weekend uh, win for Rangers midweek against St Johnson Celtic winning at Kilmarnock 4-0 um, it's not a fight back that's going to happen but can they get a momentum and did Neil Lennon's talk after the game I mean a really bad defeat at home last weekend to St Mirren did it work What he the blast he had about his players I think so yeah I mean I, I would be dereliction of my duty if I didn't think that was the right thing to do I don't do it that often you know maybe in my first spell I probably did a little bit more because it's a little bit more emotional in those days you know when you lose a game at home and you dominate the game and, and don't affect the opposition as much as we should have. We don't press as high, we don't press as aggressively. All the basics of the game that we're missing, I think that has to be you know, an end point for the team really and I've got to come out, yes, take responsibility for the performance but you know the players have to be accountable at times as well. Barry, do you think it worked? Well, it's not worked um, previous, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think he was right. I've got to be honest with you. I think it came a point. I mean, we, as I said uh, previously, we, we watched the game in here, and um, I, I was astonished how poor Celtic were. Mm. Um, and there was only, I, I think the fans would expect that for him to come out and, and say, look, this is not good enough. We, we weren't at it, never closed um, St. Murn down. Uh, so I think he was right to do it. But he, he changed personnel, he made a few big decisions. and. Look, 
it obviously worked because he got the, the result in a, a good uh, 4-0 win against Kilmarnock yeah I agree I think actions probably speak louder than words I think maybe the fact that he taken Griffiths two, two subs at half time maybe wasn't happy with how their performance I think that probably makes more an impact in than bowling and shouting you know you look if, if you're not going to do it for now one I'll just take you off at half time because that's the last thing you want as a player to be to be dragged at half time and then I agree with Fergie I think more than the shouting was the changes which were crying out for, for Welsh and I to go centre back obviously he couldn't have done that because he never had a right back there but in, in terms of Christie as well even bringing Christie in the team for L you know see you know, people might think I'm a bit harsh on L you know see but again doesn't give you that in, that intensity you know we've spoke about why Rangers are so successful their front players playing with intensity to get the ball back I didn't see that fail you know see you know I know Christie some Celtic fans are a bit critical of what he does on the ball but I think off the ball he works his socks off Fergie and I think when you get that in your team with Celtic if you, if you outwork your opposition and show a bit of enthusiasm and hunger you'll beat them because they're better players Fergie it's all about showing you, that you know you're going to bump against that when you come up against the so-called lesser teams they're wanting to go and prove that they can compete with you yeah so if you if you don't compete, you're there to be be hit at, and there's a real chance you could get beat. And that's what I felt in in Saturday when I seen Celtic play. Mm. I, I thought St. Mun came and let's let's give credit to St. Mun because yeah. they were set up well. Look, I know they were really compact and tight defensively, but when they got the ball, they played some decent stuff. Mm. And I thought overall St. Mun deserved to win the game. Yeah, that's what I also think. Kilmarnock helped Celtic as well, as I say with the. The one thing that Celtic have had this year is when you win the ball back and you turn them, you've got a, a quick striker up there that can get on it. They played George Oak, which I think played into Celtic's hands. Celtic just got camped into the Kilmarnock's box, and when you've got good players like Celtic do, they will eventually open you up. So there's a number of factors that played into it, Paul. Neil Lennon, one of the longest serving managers in Scottish football, up against one of the newest ones, Graham Alexander. I mean, Graham, a stellar career as a player, you know, great longevity in the game, and he's done very well in his coaching career so far. I think they've changed their setup, you know, a little bit, tweaked it a little bit. Certainly defensively, it's set players. They look a little bit more organised. They've gone from man marking to zonal. So he's just tweaked little things here and there and, you know, they've got a decent squad of players and, you know, the front three could be a handful for anybody in this division. Right, we'll come back and get your predictions on that Celtic against Motherwell. I want to talk to you about a couple of the other games. What about Hibs against Aberdeen? Now, this oh. time last week we're saying, could they get second position after Celtic lost to St Mirren? But Hibs and Aberdeen, are just two points between them and uh, Aberdeen have a game in hand. Barry, what's going on at Pataudry? Um, it- you look at them, they've, they've got good players, Aberdeen. Um, for sure. Uh, yeah. Look, I, I know Derek's coming in for criticism. Um, and look, he'll he'll be tough on himself in terms of, he'll demand a lot from himself in terms of his, his team getting results. It's been disappointing. He's he's lost probably two of his main players. You've got to look at it that way. McKenna mm-hmm. at the start of the season yep. um, in Nottingham Forest for £3 million. Cosgrove I know a lot of people are going to say he never scored a lot of goals this season but he's still a big player yeah. and then obviously he's lost Scott Wright Hedges now yep. is out for the remainder of the season so they're, they're big they're four big players um, but do you know what Derek always comes back he mm. comes back fighting mm. and I think they'll go Easter Road I think they'll go and they'll win because the chips are down now people are having a pop at them and I think he'll have his team fired up. I know Hibs have won the last few games, but I think they'll go down there and, and beat Hibs at Easter Road. There you go. There are another team, though, Fergie, that's chopped and changed with their formation and shape. And I, I just always think that when that happens, very rarely are you successful when you're chopping and changing all the time. 
I think if you are going through a wee bad patch, it, sometimes it's just sticking with players. Because mm-hmm. if you're constantly changing, you know yourself, Ergie, the confidence goes for everyone. You know, yep. you're nobody's sure whether they're going to be playing or not. I think what's built Aberdeen's success over the past few years is, is having a, a set team that plays most weeks. And the, they've went off, obviously because of COVID and injuries, that's had to happen, but mm-hmm. they just seem to be. Def- uh, letting in such easy goals like Nicky Devlin standing on his own in the box for the yeah, second that, goal that when did you ever see that for an Aberdeen yeah, team that, that, you'd be absolute raging at that goal and then yeah. obviously Joe Lewis who's he'd be honest he's yeah. been great for Aberdeen yeah. he, he makes a, a horrendous mistake which is no like him no. Uh, so things are no going but do you know what I, I know Derek I know what type of character is he'll be on that training field this next few days getting his team fired up and prepared I'm going against them I think Hibs will win do you think Hibs are going to win so Hibs start on 46 points Aberdeen in 44 why what do you think the score is well I, I do think Jackson Irvin's starting to hit a bit mm-hmm. of form it took him a while to get going when he first came in but I think he's starting to find his feet Martin Boyle's back scoring mm-hmm. I think Boyle will tell you himself he's been poor for the past 5 or 6 weeks he's such an important player to Hibs uh, he scored uh, during the week so that's a massive plus and I think Nisbet's got a point to prove for now at the end of the season you know, he wants his move. Yeah. He'll be he'll be more than up for it. He'll want to score goals for now to the end of the season to make sure that happens. Uh, and with Dodge, I think they're a they're a they're a handy front three. And with Aberdeen not defending well, Paul, I think Boyle, Nisbet, and Dodge will be too much for them. All right. So Ferry says Hibbs. Ferguson says Aberdeen. Yes. We'll watch that tomorrow. It's going to be Aberdeen. Yeah, I know. Let's see. What about Livy against St Johnson? There's nothing else we can say about Livy that hasn't been said before. This will be a tough one, though. Yeah. Mm. Okay. What do you think is going to happen? Livingston will go 15 games unbeaten wow there you go yeah. I think St Johnson Draw a win though I think they'll win the game I think St <laughs> Johnson put so much into that game Man. on Wednesday night against Rangers mm-hmm. uh, uh, sorry Livingston they've got that extra 24 hours so I think Livingston will go 15 games unbeaten with a win tired legs you reckon for St Johnson yes. Livy are going to win you reckon that would put them in 42 points that's a great point Sorry. because I think and you think of Livingston, younger players who are really fit, as I said, haven't played against Livingston. They had a, an easier game at Aberdeen. St Johnston have got guys like Craig Conway, Craig Bryson, who are 35. 30. It'll be tough for them to go again on that Astro turf. So for that reason, I think that Livingston will also You see win. The, the Livingston team quickly against Aberdeen. They were missing, yep, yep, Robinson left on the bench. Yeah. But again, it's what we say, Fergie. Similar Rangers, they've got a set way of playing and mm. every player that comes in Knows that way of playing. So, so changes are seamless, isn't it? Was yeah. that his choice? He just decided to to, to switch it up. Yep, and yep. he lost Sibold before the game yep. to an injury. Okay, um, and Guthrie to an injury. What, did he not play them? No. So that wow. that's three big players for him. That just shows you how good a squad Livingston have got. See, yeah. there was stuff in the papers about they were eating at the Tony Macaroon. Players have got to eat, haven't they? And I think it's been sorted out. <laughs> Again, why would try to bring? I know. Why would try I to pull people up the time for eating food? Do you who, who would take that? I know. Photograph Curtain uh, twitchers uh, Right I let's get Okay it. Ross County against Dundee United Sai, What do you think? The you two, know, the two <laughs> badly you know, need it yeah. Dundee United are in bad form But I think Hugh said that They weren't bad against Motherwell You know I thought they looked better But still I think I thought they looked a lot better When Clark came off As I've said Clark's playing in a hole With McNulty and Chan- I don't think it suits him at all Whereas Pollock came on As I said before And I thought Pollock Changed the game for them Two down he came on He was that link between the midfield And the two, the two strikers um, But I just think Ross County again under Yogi I think they'll get a massive lift for the way Hamilton will get the dip I think Ross County get the massive lift for scoring the two goals and I think Ross County will get the win Mickey needs a win I think he'll get it because oh. he, he, he obviously gave his team a bit of half time and he says that that next um, sorry that second 45 minutes that's what he expects for his, his Dun United team they, do, they dominated the game in the second half yeah. so 
I think they'll right. take a bit of confidence for that and they'll get the three points. I seen and he went for sorry, Paul. Yeah. I seen he went for Conley and Reynolds to Edwards and Butcher at the back mm. as well. Yep. Uh, what, what, who would you go for? Do you think you'll stick with Edwards and Butcher or go for? I think he'll stick with the same team that finished the game. Right. Okay. I think you two are going to agree on this one: St Mirren against Kilmarnock. Oh, I, I think I know what you're going to say. Home I'm going to tell you something St Martin to win and uh, Eamon Brophy will score as well against right. his old club uh-huh. we had him go. on the show last week yep of course against his old club yeah. Barry you're thinking about it oh he's going to go against me uh, here no, no I get where Sai's coming from it's mm. a hard one it's a hard look I know I said Kilmarnock earlier on are, are struggling um, no do you know what I'm going to go with my gut I'm going to say St Martin going for St Martin yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. who will get the Kelly job anyone know Stephen Bradley uh, you said but no, he's been interviewed. Wait. He was mentioned. Tommy Wright's name's mentioned. Stephen I Robinson. I don't understand why Tommy Wright doesn't get. Gary yeah, that'd be perfect for him, Kilmarnock, with the players they've got. I think. Aye, but I, I don't understand why um, there's other people been mentioned. Listen, good managers, but for me, Tommy Wright knows the game inside out. See, look at the job mm-hmm. he done at St Johnson. Billy Bowie, he's he's the owner, isn't he? He's the, yeah. the main shareholder. So who who would he go for? Do you think Gary Holt is there any chance? No, I don't think no? so. No, I don't. Know, I don't think so. I think just Tommy Wright. You look at what made Command successful and Steve Clark, a defensive manager. It's it gets the team well set up. I think Tommy Wright is the exact same. You know, you think uh, Command's success being built on defence, and Tommy Wright gets his teams hard to beat. And I think that's exactly what Command. I, I think he would be perfect for yeah. Command. Tommy Wright. They'll have a game plan going in every game. It'll not just be going out and and making it up. They'll they'll have a clear. Uh, That's what they were built on See under Steve Clark yeah. Horrible to play against Well organised Disciplined And that's what I think They need to get back to It wasn't a horrible two hours We're going to do Celtic Motherwell Tomorrow Because we've run out of time But we're on air tomorrow At two o'clock Is that okay guys? We'll get your predictions Have Can't a think wait. about it overnight Early bed tonight for you alright? Yeah of course Pretty much Two till six tomorrow afternoon Looking forward to it Pretty much Yeah, yeah. definitely what pretty much uh, uh, Scrambled eggs and beans Same here See you tomorrow at two Thanks <laughs> The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk.